everybody. Welcome. Here's it. Everybody, I want to, first of all, enjoy that coffee. And also, big news. Jeff, what do you want to tell them? You know what the news is? What is the news? Do you hear that? <laughs> you got a mic. There's a hashtag going around. Get Jeff a mic. <laughs> but they spelled it wrong. They spelled, your, they spelled it with a J. Oh, they always do that. Does that bother you? Yeah, well, especially if there's like a reservation or something important. Yeah, that's where it right. really bothers me. Personally, it doesn't bother me. But it's just, a, it's just, does it really, do they actually not let you eat the restaurant? Oh, I mean, more so like, uh, you know, if it happens for like a plane or a hotel, you know, where oh, you need yeah. like a credit card or something. That's And tough. the name is askew. So for those of you at home also, I don't know if you can tell because of the sound, but um, we've got new fancy arms for the mics. I got them on Amazon for like... I don't know, four dollars each. They're basically like they're made out of like twi twigs. <laughs> you know, it's like twigs with rubber bands and some rocks, and they're just attached to the side of the uh, of the desk here. Yeah, it's great. Jeff, do you want to get in closer? What do you want to do? Am I? Oh, I feel like I'm peeking. Whoa, 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 whoa. easy. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, um, everybody. I want to say that it's been a really exciting week. The first week of this venture has been um really i don't know it's it's been exciting you know because i think the the for me the fun thing about the podcast is that it's like immediate you know what i mean if we do it we put it out it's done it's ready to go and it's uh there's not any editing really i mean there's we're trying to keep them about the same length an hour or so um also with that there you may have noticed may, well it's probably too early to notice a pattern emerging but what I'm thinking is we'll do one on Monday that's more of like a, uh, a diary entry, if you will, as, we, as, as luck would have it. <laughs> and then the, the Thursday one is an interview. And um, it's going to be my attempt to go boy, girl, boy, girl, right? Like, like we did in school. And um, so we have a lot of great guests lined up. Obviously, Dennis Dugan was last week. That was, that was so cool. Director of Happy Gilmore. Director of Happy Gilmore. Classic golf comedy. Hashtag the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> it was great. You know, we went to his house and I mean, he showed us his art studio and I don't know. I mean, on some level, even if only my, my mom and dad listen to this, which is about who was listening to it so far. So hi, mom. Hi, dad. Yeah. Jeff, say hi. We, hey, how's it going? <laughs> we did get ranked on iTunes. We did. Week, which is amazing. We were number 45, 45 on iTunes sports. I did post that. I didn't actually believe you when you told me that. Oh, I even sent you a screenshot. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I manipulated the screenshot in Photoshop. <laughs> That's like most of the memes I see on Instagram. I'm like, you're lying. There's no way you texted your mom and then, you know, whatever. I just don't buy any of that shit, you know? Yeah. How much time do you spend on Instagram, Jeff? Uh, you know, a little bit in the morning to like, you know, get my day going. Yeah. Maybe sometimes midday. While you're drinking your... um. Vanilla, what is it? Uh, venti iced vanilla, not fat latte. To this day, Jeff has not allowed me to make him a coffee. Um, so anyway, the the response has been really exciting. And, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, we make the show and we're, we're going to movie, like, which is, pardon this analogy, but the making of the film has taken so long. It's like the biggest shit I've ever taken in my life. And I've just been like... Just sitting on the toilet. And it actually, it's funny because I interviewed um, our guest this Thursday that's going to be coming out. And she was talking about um, someone named Dan Harmon. Are you familiar with Dan Harmon? Oh, yeah. Created Community. Yeah. So, 
you know, and I didn't really know anything about him, but she was talking about his Instagram presence and kind of how he does every morning from eight to nine Instagram live of his workout. And the guy isn't, uh, you know, he's not Hugh Jackman. He's, uh, he's not Hugh Jackman. (laughs) So, so I started watching it and, um, you know, I just was like laughing at him and I was going through his feed and then, and then he had this thing, this photo, uh, or this video of him singing happy birthday to his friend. And in it, he said, you know, it should definitely have backing vocals and it should have, um, you know, bass and whatever. And he said, but if we waited for everything to be perfect, we wouldn't get anything done. And I thought about that and I was like, that's the podcast. You know what I mean? Like it's a conversation. It's not an edited perfect thing. And, and actually that reminds me of another thing that I saw this weekend, which was, um, uh, Buzzfeed put out an article about Instagram influencers and it really fascinated me because it talked about how, um, you know, I didn't follow any of these particular people, but they're all fashion, uh, bloggers and, and Instagram influencers, you know, of about some of them had a 5 million followers. Most of them are a couple hundred thousand or under somewhere under 50. And just like the extent to which these photos are curated, curated, it's, it's almost not, there's no personality anymore. It's very strategic. Everything yeah. they put out there. Yeah, it's curated to the point that you're not looking at a human. There's no humanity. Like, what you know, what is it to err is to be human or vice versa? I can't even say the fucking quote right. <laughs> <laughs> to misquote is to be human. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just, I was thinking about that. And, you know, so it's cool to see Dan, right? Like, I kind of aspire now to, like, learn more about him and kind of, you know, how he just approaches storytelling or, or living, you know? Um, so anyway, so that's interesting. It's kind of like a piece of performance art. He just yeah. records himself working out full, raw, unedited on Insta story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no interaction. He's not responding to any of the comments and there's only a hundred people watching it. And I've watched it for about two or three days. I don't watch the whole thing. I just check in and there's something funny about it. You know, like, is it like when Andy Warhol filmed the Empire State Building, like for 24 hours? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> it really might be now that you mention it. Yeah, it really might be. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just so interesting because me, I don't know. How old are you, Jeff? Or 30. 30? Yeah. Oh. Just turned 30. That's congrats. When? Uh, December. Right. What day? Fifth. Right. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy belated. <laughs> you want? Did you want a cookie for your birthday? Sure. I don't have any. <laughs> the cookies, guys. I got a problem. We got a problem, all right? I had a recipe. I didn't have the recipe for the cookies. I had been given dough. And I was told what was in the dough. And now I have my access to the dough is limited. And I can't reconstruct the recipe. I've been up. It's early this morning. Uh, and I've been up for two hours. I've made uh, two different attempts at making the cookies. And they've both been failures. Although I will say that the second batch was closer. I think my crucial problem is that I'm using the wrong ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you tried them. Yeah. You came in and I, I kind of, we, I, we're late because I made you basically, um, well, the first batch was a no go, but the second one was much, much closer to the cookies that we've been having for the last couple of weeks. To the cookies that we've been accustomed to. Yeah. 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 I feel like we need to talk to a lawyer about this. And by the way, Dennis Dugan loved the cookies from last <laughs> week. He ate that yeah. up very quickly. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. I mean, you know, you gotta, you know what they say, you get more with sugar than you do with pepper. And so my theory is you get more with cook, cook, no, I don't know. It's, it's, I was, I just got there and I had got nothing to say. 
How many times does that happen to you? Yeah, you kind of just blank out I the other thought, and then it just goes ellipsis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> da, da, da. One of the uh, the guests that's coming on Thursday, I'm excited for you to hear. She's not a golfer per se. She comments on golf, but we talk about things that I think we dated actually, which is to be totally honest. And she, we talk about that. But one of the things that I think we ended up the interview went two hours, so we cut it down. But one of the things that we talked about was how her superpower would be to rewind 24 hours. And, you know, I think for a writer, oops, (laughs) for a writer, you would want to be able to do that. Give away, you know, cut back. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's been, it's been a really fun week watching, um, the podcast get all of its two hits and, uh, thanks mom and dad. (laughs) My dad asked me for a sneak preview of the next interview and I said, I can't cause I'll give away all my views. (laughs) <laughs> all, my, all my downloads he has to listen to it authentically yeah through the itunes podcast yeah. app yeah dad actually i can't talk to you anymore <laughs> <laughs> i love you guys no really i just like to say i love my parents you know they're great people and um you know awful at golf but really great at life <laughs> which is a common theme on the eric lang show <laughs> um michelle Wee is going to be a guest coming up soon and um you know i i uh yeah, obviously, if you follow golf, you know she just won. And I did text her and I said, let's see what I said. I said, uh, <laughs> I was joking, but let's see. I said, uh, I said, not to make your win all about me, but I feel like I called this. Because I told her I wanted to interview her and that the week I interviewed her, she would win. I said, what did I say? Oh, it's so deep up in here. Um, I have this feeling you're going to win after we do the podcast and then I can take all the credit and uh, yeah, she didn't comment on that, but anyway, she's going to do the podcast and I'm very excited. Any questions you have for Michelle, we uh, send them in to the Eric Lang show at gmail.com or slide into my DMS. You're welcome there. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. I really do. It's, it's, it's hard you know, for me to get back to everybody, but I really, I really do enjoy it. Um, so anyway, it's been a rad week, and I want to thank you guys. And in a way of saying thank you, uh, we're gonna do a a little thing, a little a little giveaway. Yeah, brand new contest. It's gonna coincide with the Masters. Really, look at you. It's <laughs> it's it's a veiled thank you though, because really we're trying to obviously grow the podcast, you know, so that we can devote more time to it. I don't know how it'll benefit you, but it'll mean that we can spend more. T- I think I think the more downloads we get, I think really the benefit to you is we'll get better guests, you know. Then we can finally get, um, you know, all those really famous golfers who passed away to be on the podcast. Resurrect them yeah. from behind the grave. <laughs> Favorite interview, dead or alive, Jeff? Name it. Favorite interview, dead or alive? Um, who would it be? Hmm. It's tough. It has to be golf related or it can be anybody. You can say Jesus. It's okay. Just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you can't say Jesus. <laughs> Do you know about that play Resurrection Boulevard? No. It's about what would happen if, you know, Jesus came back modern day and like he sees, you know, that people have been profiting off of him with merchandise and everything else. Whoa. And he's like, why is this happening? Yeah. Arthur Miller wrote it. You know, one of the great oh, yeah. playwrights. It was one of the last plays he wrote. Didn't he do... Um, Death of a Salesman yeah. and Crucible and all right. those. Yeah. See what I did there? I didn't actually know anything that he did. And I just said, didn't he do... <laughs> See, it makes it seem like he did know. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, usually I just say, oh, yeah, that's right, didn't he? Uh, and then I just sort of trail off. <laughs> Confidence builds 
other i don't know um but back to the uh contest the contest yeah so so you know anyway if you like free shit we're going to be giving away a um an arcos which is like a game uh tracker like you put on your clubs it's worth a couple hundred dollars someone gave it to me uh and then also what else oh yeah like a like a little kit of stuff from seamus golf my friends over at seamus golf in portland oregon make handmade head covers for your golf clubs or your genitals, whatever you want. The sizing may be off, but you know, whatever. I mean, they're fuzzy on the inside, which is a huge plus. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I apologize. Was that gross? No, that wasn't too bad. It was fine, right? Yeah. We're not Just scraping editing. the edges. Of scraping the edge of <laughs> your genitals. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so a shameless golf kit, it'll be like head covers and a ball mark and some other stuff. All be the ball stuff, which is obviously you cannot get it. Maybe you can. I don't know. Exclusive to. Uh, it's a super exclusive to Eric. It's so exclusive that like there's a line outside of uh, roaches trying to <laughs> get their tentacles on it. Um, and then uh, what else? Oh, and then a game golf system, which is similar to the Arcos. It's basically the same thing. Um, I don't. I think the Arcos is more expensive, so therefore it's better. I don't know. Um, clearly not sponsored by either of those items. Literally, they were just given to me at a party. And then also uh, a couple dozen vice balls, obviously, you know. Which are the best golf balls the, out there. Yeah, right? and they're great because you can <laughs> play golf with them and you don't care if you lose them. Um, but also they perform well, obviously. So what you got to do to get those is post about the show. Post about the Eric Lang show and tag me um, on Twitter and Instagram. I think I'm just at Eric Andrews Lang. But, you know, I, I think it should be like the, the grounds of which we want to conduct this is like creatively you know, sharing about the show, if you care about it. If you don't, then obviously don't do anything, but then it would be hard for you to win those prizes. I mean, it's possible. I'm sure there's a way to win the shit without doing anything. I don't know. Maybe if you give me a recipe for paleo cookies, which I'm currently lacking. Yeah. That, actually, that's actually, that's what you should do. That's the contest. Hashtag at Eric, and, at Eric Lang show with a paleo cookie yeah. recipe. Or at Eric Anders Lang with your past paleo recipe. Yeah. Also, we're sending out the gifts for the first uh, thing we did where we gave away uh, 11 items. And oh, oh, the, the other thing is that, oh, the, 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 that's right. The other thing where we're going to give away all the, the tech stuff and the head covers and the balls, I'm going to do it at the Masters. We're going to go to the Masters and we're going to give away, we're going to do the giveaway each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the four items. And then we'll also throw in some miscellaneous Masters gear as long as I don't get sued before now and then. <laughs> um, but yeah, hold, there'll be cool shit. So anyway, sorry to waste your time if you don't care about that stuff. Hopefully it was funny because we made the genital joke. Do you know what genital, do most people, no, most people know what genitals are, right? I think so. How old were you when you found out what a genital was? Uh, uh probably middle school. I don't know. <laughs> like, weren't you just like, why is it a genital? What do they the call technical it? Technical name for it. And why yeah. is, what is congenital? That's not the same. No, congenital? Congenital is like a birth oh, like defect congenital. you're born with. Uh, what the fuck is the etymology of genital? Jeff, can you talk about something while I Google this? Sure. Um, also, too, you know, you can enter the contest by screenshotting your iTunes podcast review for The Eric Lang Show and sending it to Show at gmail.com. So that's one of the other ways you can enter the contest for the Masters. Jeff also has uh, a really good deal on some used cars. If you're... <laughs> <laughs> if you need a honda civic from 08 jeff's got you all right low mileage honda. here's the here's the genitals uh oh fascinating here we go so i love etymology are you ready genital comes from middle english 
uh, or the Latin genitalis, which means of or belonging to a generation. Mm. Fascinating. Uh, or from genitus, which is past participle of genio, which is to beget or generate. So basically, it's my generator. <laughs> it generates more me's. <laughs> exactly. It's the origin of everything. Yeah. It's the or your origin story comes from my genitals. Um, I apologize for all of that BS. Um, all right. So in the Instagram, I posted an Instagram the other day because I was thinking about Dr. Parent, who is the author of Zen Golf. Sip of coffee, if you will. Um, and so I thought I would tell this story about Dr. Parent. I should really just have him on to tell it. Maybe I'll do that. Um, he lives like fucking two minutes away. I love you, Doc. He'll be over here. So he's also part of the movie, too. He's part of Be the Ball. He's really a wonderful guy. Um, but, you know, I shared this photo of us on Buddhist New Year several years ago. And, you know, the story goes, um, I read Zen Golf. I was given the book by my brother shortly after I started playing golf. And the book, um, I don't know. You ever get one of those books where you're just like, oh, have you ever had one of those, Jeff, where you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, just opens up thoughts you never thought you had. Yeah. For you, was it the Bible? hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent right. <laughs> Old or New Testament. Do Jews read, which segment of the Bible do they read? Oh, that's the Old Testament. Yeah, the Old Testament. I'm not very religious, so you're asking the wrong person. But you're Jewish. Yeah. You're Jew. Culturally, you Jew-ish? I guess. You're Jewish. Emphasis on ish. Right. But wait, do they, <laughs> so if we're going to get into Buddhism, we got to cover the other three. So wait, Jewish people read the Old Testament. What Correct. about the New Testament? Do they consider that a lie? Uh, I think just not their point of view. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fox versus CNN. They're like, no, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> wow. Like one is Bill O'Reilly, one is Anderson Cooper. Right, right. So. Love Anderson Cooper. I'd go gay for Anderson Cooper. He could do a story on me. Does he play golf? Uh, not yet. <laughs> I don't know. Now, um, I actually, so <laughs> I'm not, I regret saying that actually, that I go to gay friends and Cooper. I don't know. I mean, he's really good looking, right? Can you say that please and make me not feel like I'm alone here? Sure. He takes care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> like he's good at grooming. <laughs> Like my hair is a mess. Like right. his hair is like perfectly, you know, yeah. in place. You know, yeah. his genitals are from a Ken doll, which would mean he has no genitals, which is weird. All right, I'm in a weird mood today. I'm sorry. It's because I'm like frothing for the paleo cookie, and I have none. We're gonna circle back to uh, Buddhist New Year when you first. Eventually, uh, yes. Thank you. You would make a good. Uh, uh, <laughs> you would make it. You're like a sheepdog, <laughs> and my mind is like a hundred sheep. <laughs> Constantly hurting them <laughs> right, right. around the field. So, I'm kind of crying. Um, okay, so the Old Testament. Okay, Dr. Joe Parent, yep. author of Zen Golf. So we we got into, uh, I got into, I read the book. It blew me away. And I read the book um, the year Phil Mickelson won the Masters. I believe it was 2010. And I was, I had no job at the time. Eight years ago, I was 29. And I had just started playing golf. It was the same year that Tiger Woods had his... Um, meltdown. Kerfuffle, meltdown, boondoggle. <laughs> uh, Which no one seems to be talking about now. It's so weird. No one cares. You read and watch golf 
news coverage and it's like it never happened yeah well i mean you know it's you could say that a lot of things i mean even clinton you know he had a thing and it went away and you know our current uh commander-in-chief has a thing and it went it's well he has many things (laughs) (laughs) but you know like i mean yeah it's weird I, i don't understand that either um but you know i don't forget about it i don't i'm not a tiger fan um by any means i'm a fan of humans i'm a fan of the underdog and i don't really consider tiger the underdog at this point um but moving on back on track to Zen golf yeah so i was it was 2010 i was with the i was i was i didn't have a job at the time so i was walk i was driving my um i was an artist before i was a filmmaker and before i was a golfer and before i was a host and i would make these photographs and so i Love to drive across country. I've driven across country seven times. One time I rode a bus. I rode a Greyhound across country. That was, uh, it was actually almost dangerous uh, for my ankles because that much time, three days in a chair. And it's not like a big chair. It's three days in a small chair. And so your ankles get extremely swollen. And the person next to me was 300 pounds. And um, we got along pretty well. Although, you know, he was, you know, we had to. We're pretty tight. <laughs> but uh, he was this really big guy, and, and he was so sweet, you know, and he was always like, do you have enough room? I was like, yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I should have just slept on him. You know? <laughs> in hindsight, we should have just, I should have just sat on his lap. But we did this. We went into one of the, uh, um, we went into one of the bus stops because, you know, the, the bus drives for four hours, and then you stop, and you have to get off every four hours, like, for the McDonald's. And the only food is McDonald's. Or, um, and you know, so you're like, it's the, the negative experience is coming at you from all angles, you know? And, um, so we get off and at one bus stop, he looks down, I look down and I pull up my pants. I look at my ankles and they are swollen. And I was like, geez, man, look at my ankles. And he pulls up his pants and looks at his and he's like, yeah, but I mean, he's 300 pounds. So it was like a different ankle. (laughs) They were swollen, you know, before the, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got along. We we became friends, and you know, there was one point where I took a shower in a truck stop, and the bus left without me, and I had to run, like I had to fucking sprint, because I had a bag on there with my laptop, and I made a little video of it that I can't find. I was looking for it the other day. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Anyway, I love driving across country. This particular story is about 2010, and I was driving through Alabama. Uh, while I was reading Zen Golf, and I was watching the Masters every night. And so I had just gotten into golf. I had been playing for about three or four months, and I'm driving through Alabama, um, you know, playing the Robert Trent Jones Trail, which is uh, 11 courses, some 500 holes of golf or something. No, there's more than 11. I can't remember. There's a lot of stats that are pretty staggering, and it's all very inexpensive for what you get. It's a very, very good deal. And it's all a tourism boondoggle, right? And so I would, I had no money, but I loved golf and I had a car and I could afford to fill it up with gasoline. So what I would do, it was a Volvo station wagon and it was a 93, it was a good year. Um, It was a really nice car. Um, Very, very reliable. Um, Unlike my storytelling, (laughs) very predictable. (laughs) And um, so, so I went I was driving from LA to Georgia to deliver a photograph. I had a, I had a large photograph that I had sold in my art career. 
and the photograph sold for, I don't know, 700 bucks. And then the delivery fee was like 600, you know, I was like, I'll drive it. I don't care. You know, I was looking for any excuse to get on the road because I loved traveling. And in a sense, that's where adventures in golf came from. So we get, I get, I, me and my, me and who nobody. Um, oh, I wish I had snowball back then. We would have had the best time. Oh, I wish that would be great. Maybe your we first do dog. He's that? my first dog alone. Ah. You know, I've, I've shared dogs with, uh, other humans, either my parents or lovers, if you will. Mm. Um, so sip of coffee, stand by. We're getting there, everybody. We're <laughs> going to get this and go off. <laughs> it's okay, right? It's okay. So, so we're driving. The, there's the punchline hasn't even arrived. It's not even a terrible punchline, but it's more of just a sprawling, obviously sprawling. So I'm driving through Alabama. Right, and I decide I'm going to play all these courses, and so I I pull up to the course in the morning, and I play golf for twenty eight dollars or forty dollars or whatever, and then uh, I play another round because there's usually two courses at each place, and then I go, after I have lunch, then I go play the other course, and then after I play that, I um, there's each of these locations remarkably for a public course has a shower, so I would go in and shower. And then I would uh, drive to the next golf course, which was usually some two to three hours away. And the sun would be setting and it would be this beautiful vantage point. I'd listen to a lot of country music at the time. And I would listen to country music. Uh, George Strait. Like George Strait? Never heard of him. Wow. We're going to play one of his songs on this podcast. Um, so I'd listen if to George Strait. get the rights. Oh, no. But I think you can play a certain amount. You can, I, mm, I'm okay with it. Let's just, sure about that? Let's play with fire. Okay. You know, please send all legal inquiries to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not my personal email. So, um, so, so I would drive to the next location, and I would find the next location. And each of these locations, where the golf course is, there's a small town nearby that usually has things that I was looking for. I wanted two things to be in the town. I needed a Holiday Inn, and I needed an Olive Garden. And you probably think that I wanted to go to the Olive Garden. Well, I would go to the Olive Garden and I would get the bottomless salad or the bottomless whatever, pasta. And I would watch Phil Mickelson's highlights. Unlimited breadsticks? Unlimited breadsticks. I was just in for the best deal. I'm telling you, I was broke. So then I would do that. I would eat like a monster. Like it was like my one meal of the day. And then I would watch all the highlights. And then I would go to the Holiday Inn parking lot and I would park in a uh, what seemed like the safest area of the parking lot. And, um, which was unfortunately sometimes under a bright light. And then I would, uh, roll out my sleeping bag and sleep in the trunk in the, in the back of the station wagon, which was pretty nice actually. Although the problem with sleeping in the car is if you've ever done it, do you know the problem? What would the problem be? Have you ever done it? No, I guess fortunately for me, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it dozens of times. You wake up inside of a humidor (laughs) because you've been breathing all night inside of like a locked chamber. And so the windows are just filled with mist and you're basically, you're sweat, you're sweating of breath. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but the reason why I was in the holiday and parking lot, can you guess? Because you didn't want to pay for a hotel room. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I could park in any parking lot for that matter. Nothing. You're not as devious as me. <laughs> I would park in the holiday and parking lot so that I could wake up in the morning and walk in as though I was a guest and enjoy the free continental breakfast. Yes, and that uh, bathroom in the lobby, probably. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a little toothbrush, a little, a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, bird bath. You know, and I would go get the free mini bagels and coffee, and on my way, I'd go play golf, 
and I'd rinse and repeat. And I'd do the same thing over again. I'd go to the next Olive Garden and the next Holiday Inn. So anyway, this trip was where my mind was open to Zen golf, right? And I'm clearly my mind would be open to anything at this point because I'm pretty, you know, I'm living like a weird, like lot lizard golf addict life. Um, but, uh, and I've actually proposed this idea for an adventure in golf to do, to live this trip again and see how many few dollars I could do it on. I think it could be pretty low. Um, maybe I'll do that just for fun outside of adventures in golf. Um, so anyways, Zen golf, you know, it blow, it blew me away. It basically links golf and Buddhism. And, you know, one of my favorite chapters that I read was sort of, uh, fire your own evil inner caddy. And if I had a copy of the book right here, which maybe I do. Let's see. Do I have a copy of Zen Golf? Uh, I don't think so. Well, anyway. Oh, you know, I could probably Google it. Should I read it? Sure. I'll read it. Pause one sec. Sorry. All right. Well, that was a boondoggle, and I couldn't find it. It's not online, and I don't have the book in my house. So I'll just paraphrase, which is fine, with everyone but the author, probably. Um, so, Fire Your Own Evil Inner Caddy. It's a chapter where it talks about, um, it basically says, it, it, it attacks the way we are used to engaging in self-talk, right? Um, when you hit a bad shot, what do you say? You don't even belong on the golf course. When you hit a, when, when, when you miss a putt, why are you even here? Like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know? Thank you. And um, Jeff just checked to make sure we were recording because that's a common mistake I make. Just jump right back into the podcast, not recording. Um, yeah. And so it says, imagine someone else talking to you the way you talk to yourself. Do you have negative self-talk, Jeff? Uh, yeah, it happens occasionally. And then you just sort of talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Which I think is what you're referring to. Well, it's basically like, imagine if someone else was talking to you the way you talk to yourself. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. Like, I'm the guy. I'm the asshole. No one else is an asshole. I'm the guy, right? And that was really startling for me. And there were many of these happening throughout the book. Um, so when I got done um, with my, you know, twentieth shower at the at the golf course and my free hole, my free breakfast, and my wonderful golf trip, where I basically learned to golf. You know, I learned I learned literally what was going to be the rest of my life, which was that there is public golf out there. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's serene. There are people. I had my first birdie on this trip, actually. <clears throat> I've only been playing golf for a few months. And uh, I remember there was a par five, I believe at the Senator course or the judge. I can't remember in, um, in um, Birmingham, I think, or no, it wasn't Birmingham. It was anyway, it doesn't, you don't care. Not I, the course with the beavers on it, right? Not, not, Ro- <laughs> that was in Birmingham. Not Rogusta. Oh, it was, we <laughs> yeah. should go back. I'd love to do a whole thing on the South. Cause I love it there. Um, so, so yeah, it was a par five and I, and I, and I hit, four shots. I didn't even think about it. And the, I was playing with an old couple. And after I, we, I putted, they said, nice birdie. And I was like, that wasn't a birdie. What do you mean? And they're like, it's a par five. You, you got on the green in two and you two putted. And I was like, whoa. And I have a photo of me holding up four fingers. Um, I had a mustache and short hair. I looked totally different. Um, so anyway, all that is to say that I got home from this trip and I was so moved by this book that I, that I just sort of got the number of the author somehow. And I was always a bit of a rascal. You know, I, I think we told the story of me getting my job with David LaChapelle where I just sort of showed up and insisted on, you know, employment for no wages, you know. And, and so I just called Doc and I left him a message. 
and I left him a long message where I was sort of saying thank you, um, and I left my phone number, and then I left it again, which was customary. I would usually leave my number twice because this is, you know, you know, I don't know. He's I'm leaving out a number on a voicemail, you know. And he called me back, and he said I didn't answer. I couldn't remember why. And, and he said, "Hi, Eric. This is Doctor Parent. Um, thank you for your message. I really want to thank you so much uh, for leaving your number twice." <laughs> <laughs> because then I didn't have to go backwards and get a pen and whatever. Da, da, da. He's like, that was really nice. Um, let me know if you want to come up and say hi. And I can give you... I basically was trying to chase up some proper meditation lessons because um, the book gives sort of minimal instructions for a five-minute meditation. But also I just wanted to meet him and be around him. You know, I always... You know, there's a story my parents told me about when I was younger, when we were traveling through Italy... And I was probably in six or eight or something. And um, there's a photo of the story, which is it's, uh, you know, my parents were all going on a tour through some town, a huge tour, like 20, 30, 40 people. And at some point, my parents, I'm the youngest, my brother and sister are both 10 years older than me. And so the four of them were walking around enjoying the sights. And then they looked around and said, where's Eric? And they were in the back of the tour, kind of ambling through this tiny ancient town. And they said, oh, fuck, where's Eric? He's gone. And um, they sort of started looking around and they sort of like one went off in that direction, one went off in that direction and then one went, you know, and then um, after a little while of fi- looking, they finally found me and I was at the front of the tour holding the hand of the tour guide. <laughs> and we were, I was just asking him nonstop questions. And, you know, it's like, that, I don't know, like I think you look at nature or nurture, like I feel like in that moment, it'd be very easy to see what's happening now, even though it took me a long time, you know. Like from the outside, you know, if I were to go in front of a review board after dying, I think they would say, well, you know, you, you got to where you were supposed to get. Obviously, this was your path. But was it even me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we get, I get to his house and Doc lets me in and we, and I, um, and we just hung out. There was no film. There was no movie. It was just a hang. It was just a curiosity that I had that would soon become the movie uh, formerly known as Be the Ball. Actually, before that, it was known as Golf the Whole Story with an H. Kind of a... Play on words. A play on words. <laughs> yeah. I ran it by a focus group of my ex-wife and one other person, and we decided to call it Be the Ball. So that's where that happened. What do you like better, Jeff? Be the ball. Good. Good answer. <laughs> also, be the ball comes from Caddyshack. Yeah. That's... From Danny Noonan. Uh, from Chevy Chase, actually. Chevy Chase. Be yeah. the ball, Danny. It's kind of hard when you're talking like that. Um, so I get to his house and we sit down and he we start talking and da-da-da. And he basically holds up a piece of paper and he says, what is in this piece of paper? And I was like, getting smart. What would you say? What is in the piece of paper? Yeah. Uh, I guess if you want to go all the way back, a tree, technically. That's what I said. I thought I was being smart. <laughs> I was like, there's a tree inside. And he goes, no. And I was like, okay. And he's like, what's in this piece of paper? Do you see the cloud inside the piece of paper? Do you, Jeff? The cloud? Yeah, I'm going to get a piece of paper. Do you see the cloud inside of it? He's looking. With the shadows and everything else. No. No? The cloud that formed the rain that fell onto the 
dirt to grow the seed into the tree, which was then chopped down. And uh-huh. do you see the truck driver in the piece of paper? So where you and I originally were taking one step back, which is the tree, yeah. he was taking yeah. you know, a thousand steps back. Well, but do, you see, do you see the truck driver in the piece of paper? Now that you told me that, I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> right. So the truck driver drove the tree to the paper mill. Yeah. And then the tree was blended up and turned into pulp. Do you see the person that had to wear the mask because pulp is very toxic, the chemicals they put in the paper? And then, you know, it got rolled up and all the people that were in the factory that day. And do you see the wife of the guy that was in the factory that day that got injured or whatever? I mean, the amount of story that goes into one silly piece of paper. Even the piece of paper that the UPS puts on your door that I'm holding right here with the sticker on it. You know? And so it goes on and on and on and on. And then the paper gets put into a box. And then the box that's on another truck. And then that truck might even go to a different country. You know? And then it has to go through customs. And someone has to gauge whether or not this is cocaine or paper. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Usually. (laughs) Yes, the story also works for cocaine. It's a... I don't do cocaine. I actually had 17 years sober last week. Congratulations. 17. Thank you. That's why I said it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to congratulations. No, um, we can't digress anymore though. The podcast should be called, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the paper and then the paper, you know, goes on its journey and continues and it actually continues even after you're done with it. I don't know if you're aware of that. So it's got a future journey just like, you know, your children might, you know, it, when you're done with it, it goes into the trash, but it's not over. A homeless person could find it and steal your identity. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not what Doc and I talked about, but, but anyway. Uh, but, you know, it gets recycled. Yeah. Matter is neither created nor destroyed. So will it turn to ash? Will it become Well, it's interesting. Compost? I was watching, have you seen I Heart Huckabees? Great movie. My friend wrote it. Oh, really? Jeff... Uh, Jeff Bainan wrote it, yeah. my, my poker friend. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? And uh, one of the elements in it, when I was rewatching yesterday, was uh, the explanation of where does one thing end and another begin. Ah. And he was talking about matter. So it's like, you know, my fingers end here, but then the, the you know, everything else we're looking at, the floor as I'm looking at my hand, is that connected to my, you know? Right. Like, where does one thing end and another begin? Is everything really interconnected and we don't realize it? Yeah. Jeff is a very psychedelic gentleman. <laughs> yeah, you, you might go into his house and come out a different person. That was actually the home of one of the biggest poker takedowns I've ever had in my life. I won uh, $500 off of Keir... Um, I can't remember his last name. He's an actor. Keir Dulé? Uh, well, the guy from 2001? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sounds like uh, a cool poker game. The writer of I Art Huckabee's Cure Delay from 2001. Right, and right. Eric Lang. And me, yeah, yeah. Just just trying to stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, dun, 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 dun. And then I'm like, fold. <laughs> no, but I bluffed my way. We we um we had we were both all in and the pot was already uh two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. And so we, we both went all in. The pot was about $450. And I mean, this is a home poker game. This is not a, we're, we're not going crazy here. This is not, I'm not playing with Brad Pitt. This is just writers and like other, you know, 
movie people, nothing too crazy. And uh, so we both went all in, and I won with like a 10. Kier had like a 6 and a 4. He had nothing, and I had a 10. And uh, anyway... That was my, I, I don't think I was invited back after that because it was just such poor poker playing. <laughs> you know, when you bluff too much, they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, they like get out of here. Um, so, so Doc showed me what's inside the piece of paper. And then, whatever, we continued. We, then, then our friendship developed into a warm, um, you know, kind of teacher-student relationship where he taught me all about Buddhism and I would, we would go on meditation retreats. And, you know, we, we kind of cover a lot of this material in Be the Ball. Um, so I'll kind of leave some of that for that, but the story we don't cover is the, is the cloud, which I thought was really reminded me of last week. And I just think the interconnectedness of everything is, it's really always valuable to think about when someone cuts you off, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, I mean, I mean, there's so many other things at play and all the coincidences that happen in life. Yeah. Thinking about are those things interconnected? Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, let's see. It's, well, 40 minutes. Jeez, guys. We got to tighten this up here. Um, in closing, um, let's see. I'm looking at notes. Do I have anything to talk about? I don't think so. Any questions? Any, so we don't have any, no, no one's asked for advice, have they? No. Do they, do they trust you to give them advice? (laughs) Maybe that's part of it. Don't take advice. We've had from some that great uh, fan mail. People yeah. enjoying the podcast. It's been great. People who really enjoy adventures in golf. Yeah, it's a, it's an enjoyable show. It's not offensive to anyone. We've we've achieved our goal of offending no one. That's probably not true. Someone must be offended. <laughs> if you've been offended by adventures in golf, please call now. <laughs> I would be curious. I really would. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, as one of my future guests that you haven't heard yet is our new sign up. I feel like I'm not ready to end yet, Jeff. What are we going to do? We're going to end. I, I never want to end. I have a problem with endings. Goodbyes. Yeah. Can I just like leave? Can I leave the mic on and just go do other stuff? And then it'll be more of like a live podcast. Some people will hear like all your personal business throughout the day. Yeah. Maybe the new, maybe on. the new podcast is just me living, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just like uh, talking to my dog, you know, like getting, getting, like wondering when people are going to reply to my emails. Man, I got to tell you, some of the guests we have lined up for this are so exciting. Is that dumb to not tell you who they are? I think we can, uh, we can talk about a few of them. Should we? Yeah. Who's coming on Thursday? Uh, is that going to be Kelly Oxford? It's going to be Kelly Oxford. Yeah. New York Times bestselling author, Kelly mm-hmm. Oxford. Look at you. You're hyping up other people too. <laughs> this is great. You're just in general a hype man. When you were a kid, were you, did you like, were you caught like hyping up like, uh, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. I had like, you know, I was like a agent, you know, at CAA yeah. at the age of 11. You were like in the playground and you're like, you should really meet my other friend. <laughs> <laughs> Put a package together. <laughs> he packaged a friendship. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, I can't wait for week two of the podcast. Uh, so many fun things coming up. And, uh, and yeah, take this contest seriously. By the way, if, it, if no one enters, it's just going to be my parents, and then they're both going to get Seamus Golf stuff and, and golf tech stuff, which they don't need. So if you need it, if you want it, 
check it out do it um and uh yeah hashtag yeah. the eric lang show on instagram and twitter and i think there's no the i think it's just hashtag eric lang it's show. just eric lang show yeah i think that's what i'm trying to do and then just tag me though tagging me is better i think at eric anders lang with a k right yeah so why don't we do that just yeah let's do that. that eric anders lang let's do that twitter instagram call it that hey very easy hey i got ready cue the music and we're out <laughs> It's weird because that the music isn't playing for us. It's playing for you. You can hear it. Yeah. Maybe you're enjoying it. Maybe you've already hung up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you. Jeff, you want to say something? Have a good week. Do you want to have a last word? I think it's your show. Why not you? Okay, bye. <laughs>